Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to welcome you to episode 7 of Cook Talk, the official podcast of Pencook Athletic Football Club. I'm joined tonight by our under-20s boss, Grant Sanderson. Grant, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. You must Even be so if you've got me on this week. <laughs> nah, I've been saying about getting you on for a while, eh? it's just, we've got some under-20s news this week, so it sort of works. I've got something to talk about now, eh? Good timer. <laughs> so we'll cover that news later on, but... Eh, We'll talk about before you became Pennycook under twenties boss, eh, during your playing days as a, as a goalkeeper, you had spells at Rafe Rovers, Hamilton, Alwa, Berwick Rangers, Borough Grose. Stop me if you've if there's any more I've got to get to. Eh, no, one spells at one spells at and Oakley. And the reason I bring up Oakley is I don't know if you remember, is eh, you played against us, I think it was to twenty twelve. John Scott gave you man of the match while you're playing for Oakley against Pennycook. I forgot about that actually. I so it's the only time I've ever played against Pennycook. Uh, if I mind right, for some reason after the game, the gaffer done their sort of after game team talk on the pitch, and John being John, he always used to have that. Uh, he's always loved that Mikey, so he was doing the man of the match. Now I think I had one save to make in the whole game. I hardly touched the ball. If you're lucky, and he's given me the match, and for some reason, I think our gaffer thought he was taking the piss. So, if I remember correctly, I think you uh, might have had a few choice words with John on the way off the pitch at the end of the game. He gave him a tight of a mind, right? Aye? I remember that well. And then after you sort of gave up playing and you became a coach at Whitehall under 20s for a year, how did that go? It was good, I So, I was I started coaching in the youth club at Pennycook uh, with under 15. 14s, 15s and 16s. I had a spell with under-19s and I went to Hutchie with under-17s there and from there we went to Whitehill uh, under-20s. So we got a, about eight months there in the under-20s league. That was my first sort of step into that. It was good, good experience. Uh, had a decent team that year. There was actually three or four sort of from that group playing first-team football. You've got Ethan Williams is in the first-team squad at Preston. You've got Taylor Logan and Finn Connor at uh, Whitehill now, and Jack Burrows and Shea playing the first team at Dalkeith. So that was a good year, a good experience for uh, moving up in the coaching. Also, I think you had a, did you know a spell as interim first team boss as well? Aye, so uh, obviously I was the 20s manager when uh, Gary Small was the manager at the time, ex Pennycook player, Smalley. Uh, then he got the sack and Joe Landles came in. And then he got the sack. It was a bit of a roller coaster that year. And between him leaving and Yano and Little coming in, we played against Hoyt. I'm sure it was. I think it was a friendly. We won three 0 So it was a good experience. Brian Gay actually played that game. He sort of assisted that day. So that was good. Good to hear it. And then you became you were appointed as Pennycook under twenties boss. I think it was just, just over about maybe 18 months now. So we announced it just for the end of the season. But how did that come about, the move back to Pennycook? Aye, so we were obviously at Whitehill and uh, we left there in about March time. Uh, and I sort of knew Tony just through football in the SFA and through the youth club. And, I've, and he's lad, he played for under-17s at Whitehill. So I used to see him quite often at training and stuff like that. Uh, and I think I got a text or a phone call from Tony saying, would you like to come in and meet 
him and Kevin. So me and she Stuart Shepherd went in, uh, had a chat with Tony and Kevin at the ground. And to be fair, it was a it wasn't a long persuasive conversation. It was just this is what we're looking for, uh, this is the way we want to go forward, do you fancy it? Which obviously we did. We weren't going to turn that down. So that's how it sort of got started. And Bob got rolling from there. I was also obviously your dad was also a coach at Pennycook as well. Raymond was that something that also pitched you back? I so obviously Pennycook's my hometown club. When uh, we first started the back, when was it 2001, 2002? Was that year? Was it 2002? 2002. He was in the coaching staff with Alan McGinley and uh, Jimmy White and Bobby Forrest. So between having a season ticket at Hearts, I used to go to all the games when Hearts were away from home. So I've been all around. Or in the junior grounds in Pennycook, so I've sort of been involved unofficially since it started back up with my dad, and then I think he sort of left when Michael took over, and then sort of for two or three years I never really went to any games. I wasn't involved, but this is my first opportunity since, so it's good to be back to see everyone. It's all the sort of same same faces that are involved behind the scenes, so I know them all just through growing up in Pennycook and that. So and that's good. So you came into the under-20s and how was it trying to assemble a squad from scratch, basically? Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, so looking back now, I was probably a bit naive and thinking, right, we, we wrote a list of players that we want. I think there was about 30 players. And I'm thinking, me being me, I'm thinking, ah, we'll get them the ball. It's going to be a piece, piece of piss. Uh, but then as it sort of went on, you realise when you're trying to get guys to commit to something that's not really there or up and running yet, you're meeting guys that have just been released for pro youth teams, Hearts and Hibs and stuff like that, and you're trying to convince them to sign for Pennycook when there's only two players at this point, and understandably they're not what to commit. If I was them, I wouldn't do the same. So, and when you've only got seven players, you're trying to train, and guys are coming to train. There's only seven players. You're not up and running. You've even got training kit at that at this point, so it's a hard sell. But we managed through a lot of conversations and hard work and persuasion uh, to get a team on the park and to be fair the, the boys done really well last year considering how we came from nothing you know what I mean we had a good start we had a wee sticky period sort of in the middle of the season but as the season went on we managed to add players good players that were the right type that we were looking for uh, and we got better I think as of Christmas we played eight games and we won seven or six or drew one and lost one we are on a right good run so we're in a good place now. It was hard work getting up and running, uh, but all this sort of groundwork and all the foundations are in place now. So it's time to go and kick on, and we're looking forward to what's coming next season. You mentioned about adding quality. The amount of times Neil came on a Saturday morning, going, "See that Grant with another form this week, another form," and, and he's never off the phone. That Grant Sanderson. But uh, you mentioned the sort of run at Christmas night. But how do you feel the overall season was, and was it a highlight for you? Aye, so the first, like I say, the first half of the season was it was frustrating. There was stop start. There was players sort of coming and going. So there was no sort of any consistency, or uh, we never really built up any momentum. So it was as a coach, it was frustrating, and for the staff, it was frustrating. And I'm sure it was for the players as well. But like I say, I managed to add quality as we went on, and we knew as of about Christmas time that we've got a decent, like a, no being disrespectful to the guys that were before, but we had a better squad at this point. Everyone was sort of fit, no injuries and no suspensions. And uh, we played Dalkeith in a cup game right after uh, 
Christmas, first game back, we battered them 9 0, and we were brilliant that night, really good. And then the highlight of the season for me is the week after that, we played uh, Bonnington, and I think they had a suspension or some suspension or some injuries. We only had 11 players that night. And by this point, we were the only team to beat Bonnington at the first game of the season, so they were going really well. They're a good side. And it's typical when you go through to like Glasgow and there, nothing goes for you with the ref. They battle you up and down the place. In the first half, they absolutely battered us. I think Kelsey had a penalty just before half time. We went in at 0-0. But we could have easily been 2 or 3 down at that point. And then the boys were brilliant in the second half. And we ended up winning the game in 3-0. And after the game, and as a coaching staff, we were saying to ourselves, you can see the team starting to come together now. And starting to really gel and play as a team. So for me, I, that was probably the highlight of the season. That was when we sort of became a proper team that night, I would say. You mentioned the 9-0 game against Dal Keefe and that obviously came back to bite us a wee bit later, but uh, uh, was that maybe the low point of the season when that decision was made? It was, I. It was just a mistake on my behalf. So two of the players that we had had been cup-tied because they had played for Tynecastle in the first round, but Tynecastle then uh, folded. So I should, should, I should have checked up on it, but I just assumed because they pulled it that they wouldn't be cut it anymore. So after putting in a performance like they did, scoring nine goals, playing really well, and then to find out that we kind of progress in the cup, aye, that was, uh, it was disappointing. But the low point for us was probably against Kelly, the game just before Christmas, where we were 2-0 up. Somehow managed to go 4-2 down. Yeah, I think we were down to 10 men, if I remember right. And we got it back to 4 all the 90th minute and then Kelty went and scored in like the 91st minute to make it 5-4 so I would say that was probably the, the low point of the season for me anyway So the other thing as well that's important for the under-20s is developing players for the first team and just before all this Covid stuff happened Gregor Lamb became the first official graduate to the first team squad and throughout the season we had guys like Kyle Wilson Tyler O'Neill sitting on the bench as well for us but is that really the main aim for you? I obviously that's that's what we're here for, eh? So when we first met with Tony and Kevin at the time, they made it clear that it wasn't just look, we didn't want just have an under twenties to tick a box to say that we've got an under twenty side, we want to do it properly, eh? which obviously was a big important point for us, because eh, we didn't want to waste your time, eh? So the way we want to work it is can we produce a player for the first team? Maybe it's just one, maybe it's two, some things will not get any, but can, how often can we produce players for the first team? So to have done it in the first season after starting from scratch, McGregor has been brilliant, uh, probably one more than we expected in the first season, but hopefully that's a sign things to come. As guys that we think have got the ability and the potential to go and play in the first team, that's, well, when we look at players now, that's, have they got the potential to play in the first team? If it's no, then there's no point in signing up. You're just wasting everyone's time. So we feel that we've got a squad with potential and ability to go and push into the first team uh, maybe next year or the end of this season. So getting Gregor in early doors, is, to be fair, he's been brilliant. Gregor actually came from Peebles, our first team. Now, he didn't really want to come at first in terms of why should I drop back in the 20s? But we always try to sell it. Like, you're taking one step back, take two steps forwards. Play came in and done that. And when he first came in, actually, even I was training at the 20s, he, he was not struggling, but it was fitness-wise, he wasn't quite at it. So we said to him, look, just come in here, 
play consistently well and train well for the next few months and we'll see what it gets you in. To be fair, he done that. Although, uh, Dougie Hope reckons he had the coronavirus in January because he was murdered for a couple of weeks. But, uh, no, he was really good. And then we played the first team. You know, I did this suit. I don't know. I'm allowed to say this. It's been so much secrecy. We played the first team in a bounce game. Uh, training one night. We actually beat them. Uh, and Gregor was brawling that night. Uh, and I think that's maybe what sealed the deal. Uh, I think Pagey still gets nightmares for the roasting they got off Nico that night. And Gregor actually lobbed both about the halfway line, if I mind, right that night as well. So, no, he's done well and he's earned his chance. That's one thing we'll always say to the players you're not just going to get handed out on a plate, you've got to earn it. So, he's been given the opportunity now, it's up to him and go and make him a first team regular. I'll run that one by Tony and make sure that that's uh, <laughs> for broadcast. <laughs> um, how important is it for a club like Pennycook to have another 20 sides going forward? Obviously, I'm going to say this, but I think it's, it's huge. You know, It's a chance to bring through players, save money in terms of not having to go and buy players, but when you've got a guy that's maybe been in under-20s for two or three seasons, they're built into the fabric of the club, they know everybody, they know what the club's all about, they know everyone behind the scenes in terms of the staff and the, or the committee and stuff like that. So you don't have that certain in period. And you can sort of drum into the players what you're looking for when they're our first team. So all the good habits that Tony will expect, the way they want to play, the way we want to train. So they're kind of one of your own. So I think that's important. And it's easier, or it makes it easier for a player to possibly go and do well than bringing in somebody from elsewhere that's maybe not had that, that grounding. So I think it's huge. And a club the size of Pennycook should have under-20s, I think. We're trying to get the full pathway down there, there's a couple of teams missing in terms of under 15s and 16s and 17s. We've not had the luck to even able to bring an under 17s team up and anything like that. So, hopefully, further down the line, we can do that. So, there's a pathway right through from top to bottom. But now, I would say it's huge. Yeah, and obviously, you work very closely with the first team, but what's that relationship like between yourself and Tony? It's really good. So, we train to get uh, beside each other. We choose the Thursday down at Beeslack on the Astro, we're on one half, we're on the other. Before training, me and Tony are always up about an hour before discussing about what we're going to do. We'll maybe talk about how our game went the week before, how the first team game went. Maybe somebody's going to train with the first team that night. Somebody maybe they're going to be involved in the Saturday. And just talk about football. So I, I've got a, I think I've got a really good relationship with Tony. And the same with the... The whole staff, our staff and, and the first team staff, so everyone gets on really well, everyone's sort of going in the one direction, it's a good place to be, it's enjoyable, and it's a good club, you know, I think Pinnacle's got a good reputation in the game for doing things properly, behind the scenes, and if you speak to any players that have played for Pinnacle, they all seem to have a good thing to say about the club, and you see what Ryan was saying about Pinnacle on the, seeing his podcast with you. and any, all the guys that played in the teams that my dad was involved in, he still keeps in touch with a lot of them now, so... Right, it's a good place to be. We all enjoy it. And how do you see the under-20s developing going forward into the future? Right, well, like I said earlier, we put all the sort of groundwork and the foundations and that down now. That, that was the hard bit. You know that it gets an easier, mind you, but all the sort of dirty work, the donkey work's been done, getting it up and running. So now we can really start looking at, right, what kind of player do we want? Uh, we can probably attract a better standard of player now because we're up and running. Uh, now that Gregor's got into the first team, Tony's shown that he's willing to give folk a chance to earn it. Even like Grant Doyle and Gary Tickle, 
he's given them a deal this year as well, but they're going to go to loan, so he's given them the opportunity, even though they're you know, quite ready now. But they've got the opportunity to go and prove that they are ready come next season. So there's three guys straight away. Uh, aye, so it's a case of going kicking on now and just gradually building up what we've, what we've started and growing each year. And uh, we got the fixture last night for the league, so it's a nice, uh, a nice league, a very competitive league we've got. So I'm looking forward to getting stuck into that. You mentioned the, the new leagues. We've been drawn in Lowlands to help in Conference East A. That's a move that we're trying to get you to get on the first night. I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it and done. What's your thoughts on the conference? Delighted to know we put, it, we put it in the group chat with the boys last night. They were buzzing, obviously. The first thing you see is Bonnerigan in it, so they've got the big derby. Uh, but in terms of the other team, just looking at it in front of me now, you know, Edinburgh City had an unbelievable season this year. I think they only lost one game. They were flying. Uh, we've got the teams for Fife joining in, Glen Northis, Kennewey, Kelty were in the league this year. They're a decent side. Camelin, Edinburgh Uni, Edinburgh South have joined. The pleasing thing for us is it's more local this year. You know, we've not got to go away to Madanandale and Lockerbie or through to Bonington. So there's less travelling, but it's a really competitive league. It's a strong league. And the work starts to hopefully make us one of the top teams in that league. That's the aim. I'm looking forward to getting started in that. I know the boys are buzzing for it too. Fingers crossed. And what would be your message in that to any Pennycook supporters that are maybe looking on a Friday night and wondering if they should come down and watch the 20s? Well, to be fair, I like the way it works at the moment, the Astro and Pennycook's not capable or at this level that needs to be met for our games to be on it. It's due to get relayed. It was meant to get relayed in March, uh, May, but obviously with everything that's going on, that's not happened. So it's probably not going to happen this season. So we're having to play our home games uh, for now. It's a great facility, don't get me wrong, but it would be better if we're in Pennycook so you get that sort of local support. Because when you're out and about in Pennycook or I'm at the first team games that on a Saturday, there's always loads of folk asking, like, how did you get on? Or if it was in Pennycook, I'd come and watch. So if you're at a loose end, come and watch us at Pernal. But I think once... Once this Astro gets really then we're able to play in Pinnacle and I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get a decent incredible. Well, the first game last season we played on the park, I think there was about 100 folk there. And that was like before we even got up and running. So there's definitely interest there. It's just trying to get it back into Pinnacle. And the sooner that happens, the better. I think that covers everything we were going to discuss. So uh, all the best for the season when it eventually resumes or well, gets underway again, shall I say. But uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Grant. No bother. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to me. I'm sure, there'll be some people, I'm sure there'll be some people sleeping well tonight after they've heard it. <laughs> well, walking fucking well, they are, man. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody else remind you that uh, we're available on a number of podcast platforms and if you keep an eye on the Twitter feed, you've seen a couple of signing updates and all the contract news and just keep an eye on there for all the latest coming to Pennycook Park and Give us your thoughts on the podcast and we'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye.